Oh, I'm sorry. We're starting with Dion. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I think a constant theme we had from Nepal was uh, just the fact that we're covered and we're just walking in authority. And um, even when we're sick, we're still joyous, always singing songs, sometimes secular songs because the, the bus kept playing Backstreet Boys over and over again. But... Yeah, we're just joyful, just walking in power and authority, even when we had to go to nasty bathrooms and, you know, wasn't uh, feeling too on the stomach. But, um, yeah, God was good. And uh, one example of this was when we were at the temples. We went to a Hindu temple and a Buddhist temple. And I think uh, during our sharing time, Yangwa mentioned that um, there was, like, eyes on the one of the statues. And she was just saying, um, you know, ears to hear, but eyes that do not see. And... We just saw how dead and lifeless the idols were. We saw how powerless they really were. And even the Hindu temple we went to, they had a um, gold roof, gold plate, but got robbed. Somebody took the gold because, you know, that this is how laughable it really was. And it just showed, like, man, these idols are so weak. They're so powerless. And, you know, we're just walking with that authority wherever we were, whether it was ministry or not. Um, and personally, when I saw this was... Uh, one of the altar times. It was when the rain fell, which I'm sure someone will talk about. Um, it's one of our probably most powerful uh, revival time. But um, yeah, I was praying for this one lady. JM was just saying, uh, just speak grace over them, speak prayers of blessing. And then once I said Jesus, this uh, lady, she had her scarf and she was just like, <laughs> and then I was just like, whoa, that's probably demonic. And then, and then uh, you know, she's gagging. And then I just said, you know, Jesus again, and then, like, the gagging motion happened, and I was just like, yo, whatever spirit is not of you, I bind it up in Jesus' name, break it off you, and then I was looking for JM and Byung-ha because uh, that's what we're supposed to do when we see these demonic manifestations. It's like, break you off in Jesus' name. Yo, where's Noah? <laughs> and all this, and, and all this, but I was, when I was uh, doing that, it really was just uh, not out of fear, but just, again, seeing how weak you know, the, the demons were. Satan really was. And, um, yeah, really just seeing the power in the name of Jesus. And, you know, for me, growing up, um, I knew there was a power in the gospel. But I think one thing I could really take from this trip is power in the name of Jesus. Just in the name of Jesus. So, yeah, that's my little story. Hello, everyone. Um, so, I'm going to sh- be sharing about uh, the pastor who was kind of serving us as we were in Nepal. His name is... Uh, uh, his name is Pastor BP, but um, we called him Uncle BP the whole trip because I guess for their culture, calling them pastor is a little uncomfortable. So we just called him Uncle, and he really loved it, actually. Um, and But what I wanted to share was how actually... So he does a lot of work uh, translating books into Nepali from English. So he's actually really intelligent. He shared his testimony about how he used to be, like, communist, and, like, it was kind of crazy. Um, but uh, it was really good uh, to see him, actually, because when we first met him, he was actually a little bit kind of stressed out. He was a little bit, um, seemed not himself. And Eunice had met him at NPWM uh, conference when he was here, and he was, she, she was sharing he was really sanguine, really outgoing, and it was really off. And so uh, we prayed for him during our team meetings at night, um, maybe, like, twice or three times, and then... Uh, we had a night where he brought his family over where we were staying, and we just ate dinner and fellowshiped and gave them actually a bunch of gifts. And then through that, I think 
and the scarf that Brady gave him, like, he just really brightened up a lot. And uh, we were able to see him, like, you know, it was after that that he shared his testimony, and he, he was, it was really, he was really funny, he was really very animated, and it was really exciting to hear, like, uh, all the dreams that he had about, you know, reaching the entire nation of Nepal. And he actually had, like, a dream and a vision that he shared with us on PowerPoint. He was sharing, like, oh, I tried to make it short, but... Uh, it was really long, <laughs> so uh, he he did that, and um, yeah, he yeah he has so much wis- wisdom and insight, and he has a vision to reach the Nepali people not just by um, going out on his own, but like reaching certain like key people in each because there's so many demographics in Nepal. It's like divided; the whole nation is divided into like three strips and like all kinds of other stuff, and yeah. So he was very strategic with. All that, and it was just really good to see how God was using the missionaries in Nepal so powerfully. You know, it's just—it's not just us, our team, like going out to Nepal, and we're the ones who bring all the like life and whatever. But you know, we're just supporting what they're already doing and like kind of like filling them. And that was really a joy to see. You know, this how us being there was a support to him. You know, not stressing him out. And um, yeah, that's what I want to share. Okay, so I know we're supposed to share one story, but we almost have to share it all. I'll share three quick ones. Uh, the first one was, first one was that I got to preach for the first time. And <laughs> so when it was during our last Nepal meeting and then when uh, JM was like giving, giving out the roles, he was saying like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he was going to me and then he was like, Eunice, you're going to be this like performance directing mostly and then you're going to be the preacher. And so I didn't think I heard him right. And I was like, there's no way. And I was so floored. Like I just uh, was so humbled by that. But the moment he said like, you know, you're going to preach, I had no anxiety, no nervousness, like no fear. Instead, it was just like this crazy peace and this crazy like confidence. And like, I knew it had to be from God. And so like when I went uh, to the church, like Chehi and Matt actually got to go with me. And um, yeah, like I had my sermon typed up because JM made me like as a homework before. He told me to type it up. So I did. And it was actually like a lot of, uh, it, was, it was just like a lot of uh, like what New Philly's inheritance because Pastor Ann prayed over me and she prophesied you're going to be preaching about inheritance. So I took a whole bunch of culmination of sermons. But the moment we get there, it's like a small church and like 90% are kids. And I'm like, there is no way they're going to get shipped into the spirit language of faith. And so literally, I just look at them. I look at Matt and Che. I'm just writing my sermon the whole time during praise. Like, I'm just revamping my entire sermon. And I'm just like, I have to preach to kids. I have to simplify it. So uh, the first thing I did was I just asked uh, the age groups. So it turns out all the older kids were in the back and then the adults and then the, all the kids were in the front. So I took a mental note of, like, who was what age. And I preached to the adults. And then the latter half, I preached to the kids. And then, so, yeah, it was just amazing. And the second one was a healing testimony. Um, it was in Hatauda, which is, like, uh, outside of the capital. And, like, it was, uh, we did a fire tunnel because Uncle VP wanted a fire tunnel. So we do a fire tunnel at the very, very end. And then towards the very, very end of the fire tunnel, um, this old uh, grandmother, like, this grandmother comes and, like, she could barely walk. And so she's just, like, barely, like, she's shaking. And so I run up to her in the middle of the tunnel. I'm just, like, guiding her the entire way. And as I'm guiding her, she could seriously, like, she's holding on to me. She could barely walk. And so she's barely walking. And then at the very end, she says something to me, and, and, uh, and I don't understand it. So I'm just asking for an interpreter. And then it says that her hands hurt. So I look around, and then David on with me. I told him to come. So we both prayed for her hands. Her hands got healed, but then she starts moving, touching her knees. And then we're like, okay. So, and she was saying how um, my knees lock up, and, like, they hurt a lot. So, 
prayed for her knees. And then Uncle BP comes along, and she, he's translating for us. And then he was, like, saying all this stuff in Nepalese. And then and he was like, da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, uh, she starts sprinting. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, what did you say? <laughs> and then so it was just crazy because um, – at the end, JM was saying, uh, like, Uncle BP was like, uh, in faith, I want you to claim your healing. And on the count of three, I want you to run. And she was like, she was like, no, I can't. I can't run. And so, like, the, and then he goes, no, you're going to run. One, two, three. And then she just sprints. So skip, the, so skip the jogging and skip the running. But she's sprinting. This is a harmony. This is a grandmother. And the whole time, I was so dumbstruck. I was just like, Oh my gosh, and I was so excited because, you know, there's a lot of the old people in Seoul, and I was just claiming that as a testimony, you know, prophecy for other testimonies to come. So that was amazing. Uh, the third thing was, um, I got a heavenly visitation. Um, so we were contending for these things, and uh, I remember one morning, it was like the third to the last morning, uh, we're just having our quiet times. I wanted to go outside and pray, and so I started like praying, and I remember I had 15 minutes left to pray, and I was just sitting on the front porch. Matt Coe is outside. He's my buddy. He's keeping me accountable, and then so I'm just like praying, and then uh, I just started repenting of like th- certain things, because uh, more personally, like, I had a really tough time during the middle of the trip, uh, personal stuff, and then I was just like... Uh, taking my own healing and deliverance and uh, the god of the redeemed by bethel live was on, on my ipod and i was playing it and then um so i'm just you know confessing repenting renouncing and then right when i get to the bless myself part god's like okay now i'm going to bless you and so if you hear the song there's like three minutes at the very end of just no lyrics just spontaneous singing and so that's the moment the same time that song that that part comes up like god's like i'm going to bless you and then i just remember me shaking i couldn't move and i was just like i saw my spirit just like like, I saw my body get lifted up, and then, like, it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast when the beast turns into, like, a human. But I saw, like, a lot of my flesh was just, like, disintegrating, and then, like, my spirit, like, I saw my spirit light up. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a room, and, like, I'm in a white porcelain, like, really pretty room. And then I'm just, uh, I'm in a corner, and then all of a sudden, I see Jesus. And um, couldn't see his face, obviously, but, like, um, yeah. And then so he's coming up to me, and he's like, you know, why are you there? And then so, like, I get up, and he's like, why did you call yourself these things? Why are you saying, you know, why are you disappointed in yourself? Like, da 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 And he's like, you're not this. You're this, this, this. And he's affirmation bombing me. And I was just so, like, floored by that. And I was just like, oh, I can't believe it. I remember in the middle of it, though, like, I was so afraid that someone might wake me up because I knew uh, we had to go soon. I was like, if anyone touches my moment <laughs> right now. And I just, because I remember a hand on me. And then, um, yeah, and then so, and at the very end, he was like, I want you to open up your right hand. And so I opened my right hand. He's like, I'm going to give you fire. And I want you to minister with that fire. So the moment, like, I open my right hand, my left one was straight. My right hand is just like, I just feel, like, tingling. And I just feel fire on my right hand. And uh, it was so clear. And uh, I was just like, okay. And I was like, what's going on? My right hand's, like, shaking. I'm having fire. And I was like, I want you to minister with it. So we went to the revival service. I ministered with it. We got to lay hands. And I think, like, most of the people I just prayed for, I could just tell they're being ministered to. Because like, what God gave me just really got multiplied. And, like, you know, he just really, yeah, he blessed everyone. So yeah, that was mine. Hey, guys. So we were saying dry musty the whole week, and I almost said it at work today, but, you know, I didn't. Um, yeah, so this week, last week, I can't believe it was just, like, just a week ago. I had so much breakthrough on this trip, and, like, all I can say is God is so faithful. And, like, yeah, I, I feel like I was really having just a moment with God, like, on our plane ride back. I was, he's just so good. <laughs> That's really all I can say. But I'm just going to talk about one specific story, which was um, we were in this valley called Hetara, and to get there, you have to cross the Himalayas. 
It was so beautiful. We were on this van and like, we almost lost our lives. Like there were these vans like coming from the other way and like there's no railings. And I mean, I've seen that stuff in the Philippines, but this was like that times 10. It's like huge, like, anyway. Um, and we were still seeing Backstreet Boys and I was really comforted because JM was like, you know, God's not gonna like kill us on this mountain. It'll be fine. So I was like, okay, so I guess we're okay. And so the van ride is really fun. And then um, we got to Etada, and that's where we uh, saw God's glory fall. Like, was that actually the second time, like, on this trip, but, like, to a greater measure. And, um, but that time was, like, special to me because, um, so that was when I shared my testimony, like, um, in this church. And um, I was the last person on our team to share my testimony. And, like, by then, I kind of didn't want to. I was, like, dealing with different lies and, like, I was feeling very just weak, and um, actually at that time, half our team had to leave um, because I had to take care of, like, this hotel situation. And so um, my the half of the team was there, and um, actually I didn't really care even. Like, I felt like I had nothing to share, no story, nothing. And so I go up there, and I'm sharing, and um, I, I just really feel like, man, I'm so not coherent. What am I talking about? And, like, I'd say something, and the pastor would translate, and I would just, like, get lost in his translation. And so I was like, wow, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But... Um, and so, but somehow, like, the story kept going, and, like, um, half of the testimony was over, and um, half the team came back. And I think that's when I started to kind of wake up after I saw the team again, and I think something sort of shifted a little bit, like, in the church. And um, so I, yeah, concluded my testimony, and I left the pulpit, like, feeling so discouraged. I felt like, wow, what did I just share? Like... And I was, like, dealing with all stuff. I was, like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't carry the fire. I, I'm not spirit-filled. I'm not any of that. I come from, like, a super conservative background. Like, because uh, part of my testimony, huge testimony, was college. And my ministry was very conservative back there. And it was, like, Baptist, all this stuff. And, you know, it was, like, part of my testimony until I was sharing that. But I just felt, like, wow, Jehi, like, you just totally ruined the atmosphere for any fire to fall. And the thing is, like, right after I shared was when JM came up to share the word. And so I had no one to really, like, talk to and, like, process my thoughts a little bit. Um, I was just, like, trying to shift by myself the whole time. And I was like, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about God. Um, all that. And um, and so after JM shared, there was a long period of time um, while we were, like, contending and pressing in for the fire, like, glory to fall. And that whole time, like, <laughs> I was just, like, feeling so bad about myself and, like, my testimony and, like, how much it sucked and all that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, God, fire's not falling. <laughs> and I was like, um, man. So I just... I kept, like, just didn't know what to do. But I just, um, at that time, like, I think I was just, like, trusting God. And I'm just reminded of what PC just shared about, like, it's really about faith. And um, and so we just kept praying. Like, who cares? We just kept praying and praying and praying. And then finally, um, JM was just like, okay, everybody just, because um, we are like, just all praising at that time. Um, so JM was like, okay, everyone just receive. And I was like, oh, dang it. It's just one of those, like, we just receive. And I was so, like... <laughs> I was, like, so tired of those things because that's, like, I feel like that's all I ever get to experience, like, just receive. And I was, like, oh, well, I mean, you know, he's the leader, so I was, like, okay, just receive. And then our arms were, like, up here, but then it took a really long time. Like, receiving was, like, I don't know how long. So, like, it was, like, going down, down. <laughs> and then, but then, all of a sudden, um, the piano player, he, like, let out this cry of, like, an elephant or something, and... <laughs> That's when everything shifted. And then Rona was starting to, like, you know, like, like uh, what's it called? Holy laughter? Yeah, yeah. And that's when everything just shifted. And so um, ministry time started, and we went out to, like, pray for people. And um, 
at that time though like i still don't really know what's going on i'm still like trying to shift and then um i was first like i was just catching people and then later jam was like he gave us like um he put some oil on our hands and he was like go pray for people and i was like okay and so i went out and i started praying for people and i was like that's when i that's when god showed me like it really is all his doing and um i was like i really did feel so crappy but like when i was praying for people like they were still getting messed up and like this one girl like i don't even know what she was doing she so I had to, like, I was, like, calling JM over, but I don't think it was an issue. And so, yeah, that happened. And then this other girl and just all this stuff. And then at one point, like, after I prayed for someone, I turned around. And then, like, half the room was already, like, on the floor. Like, it was just crazy fire. And um, God really answered what we had been praying for, which was um, that, yeah, the glory would fall even without us, like, touching individual people. And, um, yeah, it was an incredible experience. By the way, Jay's testimony was amazing, okay? She's just being so humble. It was pretty good, okay? And then uh, the Hitara revival, I want to add some stuff because um, that's what we really contended for. Even before the trip, our team was contending for fire falling, like glory falling on people without us laying hands on them, without us like getting to, you know, really touch them. So that was what we were praying for, and that's uh, one thing that Jay really wanted to see. So we were going for that that, that day. And then... um. A lot of people, so when, when Jay, what Jay described, exactly the elephant noise, whatever, and uh, when that guy, that the guy was checked out, like he was out. And then when Jay was like poking him to play something, because there was this silence, right? It was the silence of receiving. And I was just watching and observing, and I saw all the hands coming down slowly. Like not only us, all the, all the Nepali people were getting all tired, you know, of waiting and waiting what's going on. And then we heard that sound, and everything just broke in the spirit. It's spiritual realm. Something happened. And then like, glory just fell so jm spoke on let it rain like let it rain the rain of it was like a 10 minute ser- short sermon well, it was not that good you can tell jm that uh, it wasn't that good <laughs> he had no idea no we are preachers so we were talking to each other and they were like we're like i have no idea what i'm preaching on we were just being honest like that right and then jm just preached whatever and then he didn't even finish it okay but then just glory just fell on the room it was my second time ever seeing that i mean i've been on every single fire falling mission trips okay and for me to say that it was only my second time to see such a thing it was like it was yeah, something just supernatural and then every single person in there started bugging out like shouting and receiving tongues and falling shaking all kinds of stuff right and then a lot of people came up to share that they actually felt the physical rain they felt the rain on them a lot of them said that it was their first time ever receiving like holy spirit feeling holy spirit receiving it right now it was kind of funny because all the nepali pastors it was the gathering of different local churches so when we were like laying hands and praying for people later on just blessing people it was like so kind of easy when holy spirit just did it all we just had to say hallelujah and people would just fall <laughs> like all i had to say was danya but thank you in nepali i i just had to say danya but yes danya but yes people would just fall you know because i would just like fly out you know danya but thank you jesus thank you jesus that was it it's really easy the holy spirit was just doing it all right and we were doing that all these nepali pastors will come along and then they will pick people up like sister sister wake up like you know like kicking people like you know like waking girls up they were all getting messed up so i had to like tell them to stop we will stop leave them alone and then later on we realized that they never seen holy spirit before like that like manifest presence they've never seen that before so man god did something really powerful in hataura God bless the city, and then, um, okay, let me, all right. All those pastors later rejoiced after learning about the Holy Spirit and then the power. 
Hallelujah. And then oh, the lady that David talked about, she got delivered, the, the yes, Yesu, the gagging lady. So uh, I eventually got there, and then basically uh, she got delivered immediately. And I saw the demon leaving and all that. It was a really powerful moment. She was praising like, the entire time. So it was really crazy, crazy uh, blessing. Okay, this is one I want to share about. Um, there was a divine appointment on the trip. Uh, one thing big was the Jesus College. So it was a seminary in, the, in Kathmandu. And then the dean of the school is actually, he was my classmate a month ago. So I graduated with him at Holy Trinity. And he went back right after, and he became the dean of the school. So he was the man in charge. He's 24, okay? So 24 years old. And then he's a dean, and then we just connected, divine appointment, right? And then the school was 15-minute walk from our hotel. So, you know, mad divine. The first day after we got there, uh, J.M. preached on the, taught on the Holy Spirit, and um, baptism of the Holy Spirit just fell on them. So most of the girls got it. I think half of the boys got it. It was a really powerful time. And then last night, uh, it was the last first and last ministry of our trip. So last night, we went back there to minister to the kids. Um, Deep inner healing happened. Some of them were just getting delivered by, uh, from uh, spirit of the rejection, abandonment, all that. One thing you have to understand is that all those kids got rejected by their families because of their faith, because of their Christian uh, faith. Uh, families abandoned them. So 90% of the students were staying there because they had nowhere to go. So all, the, all of them was still, were dealing with this orphan spirit and got really powerfully delivered them out of that. Um, that was really powerful. Uh, and Saturday, uh, we had to go to four different local churches in Kathmandu. So Eunice got to preach, Sky got to preach for the first time, and John Michael and I preached at different churches. Uh, the one church that I went to with David, David shared his testimony, and then I got to preach. And afterwards, uh, fire was falling without laying hands. Like, that church was just super anointed. All these ajumas were just singing and repenting in the middle of worship, shouting out, receiving tongues, falling like on their own. <laughs> it was ridiculous, like dancing. And I really saw the future of Nepali church, you know. And then um, surprisingly, after I preached and laying hands on people, fire fell a little bit, deliverance were happening. And then the pastor shared that he had a dream a week before we got there. And then he said he was uh, swimming in the river in this clean crystal clear water and he had no idea what that meant but as he prayed into it he felt like god was telling him that you were going to experience holy spirit but then he was like how though how i don't know how to and then he said we came this 25 year old young preacher came and then according to him he and um we just really brought it and then god just fulfilled that dream uh, through us and uh we're really just blessed to hear that story and um yeah the saturday ministries were crazy anything else I want to share more about Okay, Brady. Okay. All right. Doesn't sound like it back here. Okay. I could talk about a lot of things. There's a lot of cool stuff that happened. There was a lot of angelic stuff. There was a lot of cool stuff that manifested outside. But for me, the coolest thing was perhaps what was going on inside for the team. So I just want to briefly talk about courage. Because for this team, when I look at them, like all the things that happened over this trip, I just saw courage coming out in so many different ways. Uh, Rona Bab was actually my buddy for the trip. When you go out on missions, you have a buddy that goes with you uh, for most stuff. And, you know, you keep track of each other and make sure that they're all right. Like if they want to go to the market or buy something, you go with them, you know, keep an eye on each other. So actually, she's kind of like my hero for that trip. 
because when we went out, there was some stuff that she didn't know, but she continually shifted herself so that she would always be in a place of encouragement instead of discouragement. If she didn't know something, she would be okay with it, and she would shift. She had her emotions too, but she would always go back to what was true, what was in the spirit. And whenever she... She actually got sick. I think she was the first person who really got sick. And she shifted for that too. She was like bold and courageous. She didn't let it affect her. She stayed joyful. She stayed sunny. And also Jehia got sick. And she did the same thing. She was courageous. She went out. She didn't let it affect who she was. She went out in her identity. She spoke the truth over herself. She was walking around like, yes, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to do this. I'll do this. She was... It was good. She was courageous. She didn't let it affect her. She just dealt with it and she stayed positive. Same for PDA, except he talked a bit more about it. <clears throat> yeah, I also want to mention Sky also was very, very courageous in this trip. Like, it was her first time preaching and she did a great job. She, did I do okay? You know, this, like that, big eyes. She did really well. Not only that, but she really stepped out in her prophetic gifting as well. And she and J.M. partnered together, and J.M. was asking her, what do you see? And said, oh, I see this. And he was trusting her. She really stepped out in what she had, gifting-wise. And she, she trusted him, I think, maybe more than she ever has before. But she really just she stepped into a new level on that trip, I believe. And in the same way, J.M. was also really moving out in courage when he said, let it rain and raise your hands. And we're standing there. And later on, he, tell, he told us more his testimony. You should ask him about it. But he was really create, courageous, standing up there, waiting, just like, God, is, is this what you have me do? And then God says, wait. Oh, great. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> we wait for you to walk in the room. Yeah, I'm waiting, Lord. Here I am. But it's really interesting because over, over that time, like, God knew exactly how much faith he had. And he, he had him expend it all. And right at the point of breaking, God was like, now I'll move. Because he knows how much faith you have. And he waited for Jam to use it all. And then God moved. And that was the time where the fire fell. I also, last, I also, I could say it about everybody, but I'm just choosing a few examples. Like everyone on this team was amazing. Eunice and Grace, like on the van ride back, seven hours of kind of like this and bouncing all over the place and closing your eyes at random times and being like, how close was that van? Was it this close or this close? I think it was about like this because there was a lot of, you know, swerving around trucks and, oh, you know, we have 40 feet of visibility. That's enough to pass this truck, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, it was faith building. <laughs> Timothy actually said to us, oh, where are you going? Oh, Tata. Oh, are you going to drive that road? Oh, Yes. Oh, your faith will increase. <laughs> Thank you, Timothy. Thank you. On that trip, Eunice and Grace shared their testimony into a greater level of depth. And it actually inspired me because I'd never shared certain parts of my testimony. And later on on the airplane, I shared it with Eunice and Grace for the first time. So their courage in stepping out and just going deep and saying, this is who I am. I know you're going to love me. Just really inspired me, and I was just every single person on this team I can say inspired me to a deeper level in some way or another. So, for me, I look at this whole team and I'm like, man, they were filled with courage. They went out with courage. Yeah, and that's what I saw on the trip.